hydrogen. So let's continue with our discussion on the EPSAS. And we want to look at EPSAS 3, one of the core uh, uh, standards that we need to understand. Remember, this, uh, everything we've done so far are all having level 3 grading, meaning that we need uh, a thorough knowledge and also have a solid understanding in relation to that. So EPSAS 3 is the same as IAS 8, and that is accounting policy, change in accounting, uh, estimates and error. Now, the crux of this standard is to be able to identify and distinguish between changing accounting policies and changing accounting estimates and also look at how they are applied. And there are two applications basically that we are going to be looking at. Uh, that is uh, retrospective uh, application and prospective application. Retro means you go back go to previous year and adjust the financial statement. Prospects means you only apply it to the current year and to future financial statements. So the crux of the standard is to be able to identify and distinguish between what is a change in accounting estimate, what is a change in accounting uh, policy, and how you can apply them on the financial statement, and also how errors can be treated. Now, this uh, standard has some linkage with uh, the issue in relation to the events after the reporting period. For instance, if there are some estimates after the reporting period and the change, how do we apply it to the previous year, uh, to the current financial statements under discussion? So as always, let's first look at the objective of uh, EPSAS 3. So what are the objectives of EPSAS 3? The objective of this standard is to prescribe the criteria for selecting and changing accounting policies. So first thing first, you understand the criteria for selecting and changing accounting policies. So what should be the criteria you will use to say that, okay, we use this accounting policy for this uh, 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 item or we will change the accounting policy for this item. Then, together with the accounting treatment and disclosure of changes in accounting policies, changes in accounting estimates, and correction of errors. So that is a core thing that we want to uh, look out for here. The criteria for selecting an accounting standard, the criteria for changing accounting standard, and even if you change the accounting standard, how do you report the accounting standard? Then also the issue about errors or correction of errors, how are they accounted for presented in the financial statements. This standard is intended to enhance the relevance and reliability of an entity's financial statements and the comparability of those financial statements over time and with the financial statements of other entities. So the objective of HSR3 is to provide us with some further level of uh, reliability and relevance of the financial statement that we are preparing so that, remember, at the end of the day, financial statement should not be in isolation. It has to be compared with previous year financial statements or compared with similar entities. So if we cannot compare, we can only compare if we are using the same accounting policies, we are using the same accounting estimates. But if we are using different accounting uh, policies over time, then it will be hard for us to envisage or for us to achieve uh, 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 that objective of being able to compare the financial statements. 
So let's look at some definitions that are in EPSAS 3 and how they apply to the standard and how we can use them in our discussion. So accounting policies, that's the first thing. And here also there are a lot of, uh, there are some terminologies that we've already defined in EPSAS 1. So I'll just mention them, but I will not uh, go through the definitions again. Accounting policies, what are accounting policies? I hope this is a terminology that you've heard before. If you are somebody who did uh, accounting in high school, you know accounting policies and accounting uh, conventions. Accounting policies are the specific principles, basis, conventions, rules, and practices applied by an entity in preparing and presenting financial statements. So the principles, the basis, the conventions, the rules, the practices that an entity adopts, that an entity applies in the preparation and presentation of its financial statements are what we refer to as the accounting policies. So when we say disclosing accounting policies in the financial statement, it means disclosing the various uh, uh, methods of depreciation, the various accounting estimates, the various provisions that you use, the various standards that we apply, and the various things in your financial statements. Accrual basis, we've defined that already. A change in accounting estimate, a change in accounting estimate, a change in accounting estimate. So, so what is a change in accounting estimate? A change in accounting estimate is an adjustment of the current amount of an asset or a liability or the amount of the period, periodic consumption of an asset that results from the assessment of the present status of and expected future benefits and obligations associated with assets and liabilities. So let's take that easily. It looks like it's bulky, but it's not as bulky as you think it is. So let's take it one after the other. A change in accounting estimate is an adjustment of the current amount of an asset or a liability. The change in the adjustment or the adjustment of the current amount of what? Uh, an asset or a liability, okay? or the amount of the periodic consumption of an asset. That is a depreciation basis of an asset. All right? That is a change in accounting estimate or even the expected future benefits. So if, for instance, we have a machine, then we expect the machine to have an economic useful life of 10 years. Then after using the machine for two years, an accident occurs. And that happens that the current amount of the asset has to be changed, and that's now the economic useful life of the asset. Instead of being eight years at the time of the uh, event, we change it to say three years. That is a change in accounting estimate. It's very, very important for you to understand that. Now, changes in accounting estimates result from new information or new developments, and accordingly, are not correction of errors. So it is not that, like you saw here, it is not that we made a mistake to put uh, to say that we will use it for 10 years, but rather an event, something that is happening that is causing us to now change the remaining useful life of the assets. 
Then, in, impracticable. Impracticable. Applying a requirement is impracticable when the entity cannot apply it after making every reasonable effort to do so. So, along the line, we are going to come at the uh, how practical or how applicable uh, uh, an accounting standard can be. So, if an entity uh, realizes that there is a transaction that should be uh, represented in a certain way, but for some reason they cannot pick points, they cannot justify the practicality of the standard for the representation of that item. That is what refers to as the impracticable or impractability of the standard. So when that happens, what does the entity do? Or for a particular period, what does the entity do? For a particular prior period, it is impractical to apply a change in accounting policy retrospectively or to make a retrospective restatement to correct an error if A. The effects of a retrospective application or retrospective restatement are not determinable. So for instance, there is a restatement you need to do, but the effect, you can't really determine the effect after doing the change. So for instance, if we change the economic useful life of the asset from, because remember, if we've used it for two years, we've been depreciating it, now this is IPSA 16, uh, sorry, IPSA 17 or IAS 16, depreciation of uh, non-current assets. Now, in IPSA 16, we'll be doing that later on, if you are depreciating the assets on a straight line basis, meaning that for these two years, we depreciate it over 10 years. Now, meaning that we've charged more depreciation in those years. But now we've changed the useful life due to the new events that has occurred. Does it mean we should go back and readjust that depreciation? The effects can really not be uh, easily determined, so we, it will be called impractical. Two, the retrospective application or retrospective restatement requires assumptions about what management intent would have been in that period. So if the thing requires an assumption, it's an impractical thing that we need to do. Then see, there is good. The retrospective application or retrospective restatement requires a significant estimate of amounts and it is impossible to distinguish objectively information about those estimates. That A provides, or that I provides a circumstance that existed on the date as as at which those amounts are to be recognized, measured, or disclosed, and other things in relation to that. So that is the idea about in, when we say something is impractical. Next item, material. We've defined materiality. Prior period errors. The next item, prior period errors. What is that? Prior period errors. Now, prior period errors are omissions from and misstatements in the entity's financial statement for one or more prior period arising from a failure to use or misuse of reliable information that was available when the financial statement for those periods were authorized for issue and could reasonably be expected to have been obtained and taken into account in the preparation and presentation of those financial statements. So that is called prior period errors. 
So for instance, we are preparing a financial statement. And when we are preparing a financial statement, there were some transactions that we, we omitted. But, so this is year one. So in year two, whilst we have prepared a financial statement for year two, it came to our knowledge that there were some transactions that existed in the previous year, and that is prior period errors. And so we need to go to the previous year and adjust the financial statement for that period. Such errors include the effect of mathematical mistakes, mistakes in applying accounting policies, oversight or misinterpretation of facts, and sometimes fraud. So the errors can come from various sources, not just uh, omission, but it could be fraud, it could be misinterpretation of an accounting uh, policy in relation to that. Next one, prospective application. Prospective application. Prospective application of a change in accounting policy and for recognizing the effect of the change in accounting estimate respectively are applying the new accounting policy to transactions and other events and conditions occurring after the date as at which the policy is changed and recognizing the effect of the change in the accounting estimates in the current year and future periods affected by the change. Okay? So, when we say retrospective application, like I said earlier, you are going to apply the change to the current year financial statement and future financial statement. You don't retro, you don't go back to adjust the previous year financial statements. So we've mentioned the issue about retrospective application, but there is also uh, retrospective uh, recognition. So let's look at the two definitions. Retrospective application is applying a new accounting policy to transactions other than events and conditions as if that policy had always been applied. So that is retrospective application. So if there is a change in accounting policy, you do retrospective application. So you go to the previous year financial statement and adjust it as though, as at the previous year, that accounting policy had existed. That is retrospective application. But we also have retrospective restatement. So what is retrospective restatement? Retrospective restatement is correcting the recognition, measurement, and disclosure of amount of elements of the financial statement as if prior period had never, as if prior period errors had never occurred. So when we identify an error, like this transaction, that in year one was supposed to be there, but was not recorded and was only recognized in year two, that means we need to go to year one, and if we are incorporating it back into year one, that is called retrospective restatement. So the retrospective restatement, we say that it has to do with what? Correcting the recognition, measurement, and disclosure of an amount of elements in the financial statement as if a prior period had never occurred. So we are assuming that that error didn't occur, so we go and restate it, we go and re, re Cognize uh, it, we go and measure it in relation to that. So that's the difference between retrospective application and retrospective restatement. So usually, retrospective application has to do with a change in an accounting policy, but retrospective restatement has to do with an identified error in the period under consideration. Now, even though we've defined materiality uh, already, 
as being uh, something is material when its omission or misstatement affects uh, or will influence the decision of the users of the financial statement. But when we are talking about materiality, it is very important for us to uh, discuss the issue about how financial statements are to be presented. Then also, when we are talking about issues about the accounting policies, we need to ask ourselves, does it mean that for every event that will occur, there is an accounting policy that will be used to record an event? The answer is no. So the question we ask ourselves is, okay, if there is an absence of an excess for, the, for a, a particular item or event, how then do we recognize, measure, and disclose that event, that transaction in the books of the company? That's what we want to look out for here. So, let's look at what the standard says. In the absence of an EPSAS, that specifically applies to a transaction other than events or conditions, management shall use its judgment in developing and applying an accounting policy that results in information that is A, reliable, and B. That is A, relevant first, and B, reliable. What does that mean? It means that if we are confronted with a transaction, we are confronted with an event, but we look through all the IFSAs and we cannot recognize a particular IFSAs that can be used to recognize, that can be used to measure, that can be used to disclose, or that will give us guidelines for the disclosure or the recognition or incorporation of that event in our financial statement. The standard says that management should exercise or shall exercise their judgment in developing and applying an accounting policy that, in their opinion, will result in the information being relevant to the users of the financial statement in the making of their decision, as well as reliable in the financial, reliable for the uh, decisions that they are going to be making. But the key question we need to ask ourselves is: When we say a financial statement is reliable, what do we mean?